that time, y'all. <laughs> Rough Riders. You know, Chuck Long. Eve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They wanna know. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Jordan. And this is Desmond. And welcome to episode 136 of Two Black Nerds. Yeah. That's right. It's that time once again for us to bring you our opinions and hot takes on all things fandom, pop culture, and entertainment. As always, you can find Two Black Nerds wherever you get your podcasts. Please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a friendly rating and comment to show your support. And of course, join in on the conversation each and every week by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Two Black Nerds. We appreciate that love, y'all. And let's not forget to mention, we have brand new merchandise that's available now at Two Black Nerds. Com. Go check out our Nerds of Thunder collection inspired by Thor Love and Thunder. We got t-shirts, crew neck city stickers, mugs, and toe bags. So go ahead and place those orders right now. On today's show, we'll be reviewing the premiere of Marvel Studios' new original series, She-Hulk Attorney at Law. Like we've done with previous MCU series, we'll be recapping all of the major characters, moments, and themes each and every week as new episodes arrive on Disney+. Plus. But before we get to any and all of that, we're kicking off this podcast with a brief discussion about how we arrived to the release of She-Hulk on Disney+. Plus. So the character of She-Hulk was notably created by Stan Lee all the way back in February of 1980. The first official appearance of She-Hulk in the Marvel comics was the Savage She-Hulk number one. Um, the character has also gone on to become a member of the Avengers, the Fantastic Four, Heroes for Hire, the Defenders, A-Force, and S.H.I.E.L.D., so certainly has been all over the map of Marvel Comics, but most recently in 2022, uh, She-Hulk has returned in an ongoing series with writer Rainbow Rowell and also has had numerous other runs that have come across the course of Marvel Comics over the years. Um, the longest-running series for She-Hulk, I believe, was back in 1989, then Sensational She-Hulk, which ran for 60 episodes, and at that point was like the longest-running solo title of any Marvel superhero and up until that point. Mm. So the character has been around for 42 years at this point, has had a long, long history. And most recently, in August of 2019, Marvel Studios announced at D23 that they were going to be producing a new She-Hulk original series that was going to be developed for Disney+, and this series would exist within the MCU. I believe that announcement also came in addition to the announcements of a Miss Marvel and a Moon Knight show, which we know came out earlier this year. And so She-Hulk, again, has had a long history, but I do wonder, as a side character, as a character that hasn't been as prominent as maybe some of the other major characters in Marvel, why do you mm. think Marvel Studios after all of this time has decided to move forward and give She-Hulk her own original series on Disney Plus. Yeah, man, I think you kind of said it in, you know, really her the origins and how we got to a She-Hulk at all um, in the comics because she is just, she became a character um, that she was, she was one of the first ones to break the fourth wall, man. Um, and a lot of people don't know that, that, that she kind of started doing that stuff before Deadpool kind of started doing that stuff. She really paved the way for some of that. But I think Marvel has just reached a moment in time where She-Hulk is, is most definitely important enough to introduce. She is, he has done enough for, for them um, to introduce her. And especially in a world where it's it's we've we've gone through all the originals right like everybody is having a a, ch a child of some sort there's a new captain america there's a new iron man coming up in Ironheart. there's a new really everything there's a new thor <laughs> in in some ways you know what i mean but and now it's time to talk about the new hulk and so 
Um, we come in, and, and, and I think it's time to talk about uh, Miss Walters here, man, because, one, um, she's been here a long time, and we're introducing so many other new characters. How, how can we not introduce one of the actually more important ones? Out of all the characters we've been talking about, Miss Marvel, Eternals, Loki, like, She-Hulk really, really is, uh, in a lot of ways, more uh, uh, well-known comic book-wise than a lot of those characters um and so it, it makes sense that we've we've landed here and it makes sense that uh marvel studios has come out with the show um in the in the ways in which they have uh, and so yeah man here we are i think that that piece you mentioned about the character breaking the fourth wall certainly being a different type of marvel character than we've ever seen before that stuff definitely is originated in the comics you know she hulk would walk through certain panels in the pages of comic books just to reach her end destination quicker than, than, than we normally would as readers. And so that stuff was absolutely happening even before a Deadpool, you know, which has, mm -hmm. you know, become extremely popular lately, especially with Ryan Reynolds interpretation of that character. And I think also she Hulk has provided them a new canvas and a new opportunity to tell a new type of story of doing a more traditional comedy, which is something that they've always noted that they wanted to explore. She Hulk as that character that does break the fourth wall, does make meta references and talks about the, the world that she exists in in a very in a very meta way that's really the only way to put it i think that that that's provided them the opportunity to have a little bit of fun with all the stuff that they've done up until this point because i don't know if a, a she hulk series works in phase one of the mcu i think you need enough mm -hmm. of that history enough of that you know sort of built-in backstory that we've gotten over the past almost 14 years now to really give the 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 proper due to this type of character that you would need to tell those jokes for them to land in the way that they would need to land um in addition to that the the legal aspect the lawyer aspect right that's a yeah. big component to the jennifer walters persona that she is a lawyer right and we haven't really mm -hmm. had that in the MCU quite yet. We obviously know Charlie Cox Daredevil is going mm -hmm. to be a presence in the show and in the MCU at large, which will also bring that over. But I think that She-Hulk being kind of the first the first character that they, they, that they can utilize to introduce that sort of aspect of being a lawyer and the legal aspect to all of this stuff is also just like another really cool tidbit of something that they haven't explored as much before. Um, also, what's interesting about this series is that just like in the comics, Jennifer Walters is the cousin of Bruce Banner and becomes a Hulk. And so there's very much a kindred spirit there and a person that can mm -hmm. relate. And so the Hulk over the years in the MCU has not necessarily had a solo movie really because of distribution rights with Universal. They did have the Incredible Hulk movie in 2008. We obviously know Ed Norton was recast as Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo has been playing the character for 10 years now, but they haven't been able to explore a solo Hulk movie, probably to the degree like they, they, like they would like to, like any of us would like to, I think, at this point mm -hmm. as well, right? And on top of that, we are now in a place of the MCU in Phase 4 in particular where there is a huge transition happening. There are a lot of new characters being introduced. We've talked about Moon Knight and Miss Marvel and the Eternals and Shang-Chi. Mm -hmm. It's just a completely new wave, and a lot of these characters have not been prominently featured in comic book history all that much. Mm -hmm. They've had appearances. They've been a part of different runs. She-Hulk, I would say, certainly kind of breaks the mold in, in a certain respect because she has been around for so long and has had multiple runs on her own. But what do you make of just this new era that we are in, the fact that so much is happening, so much is transitioning, so many new characters are being introduced at such a fast rate? And just on top of that, you know, what were your hopes coming into this show in particular? We, we talked about the first trailer a few 
few months ago and that started to give us a sense of like what the style and the tone of this series was going to be like but heading into this first episode what were your hopes going to be for this character and also just like the the you know sort of the incredible pressure that might exist for so many new characters to be introduced at this at this stage of the game in the mcu yeah man i think you know there is really uh a, a ton of pressure on marvel right now um when you've told complete stories from some of the most beloved superheroes how do you begin to tell stories for people that nobody really knows um and so you know be getting all these new characters in this new territory i think is 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 both tricky and bittersweet for anybody right like we still i'm sure we still would love to get that captain america putting the stones you know back in the timeline shorts or whatever you want it to be um kind of type thing but it, there is also a sense of it, it's time to move on and so it's it's again it's just a bittersweet thing man it's we love seeing new characters but we also love seeing our favorites and so it's 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 hard territory i think for marvel to tread as they enter a new era here um in in, in, the, in phase four when it comes to to she hulk man i'm i'm just very happy that again this could even this show could even exist like you said this could never happen in phase one nor was anybody thinking about this in phase one not even phase two possibly not even phase you know what i mean like this is very much a we finally get the chance to do this thing the same way that we were talking about um i think miss marvel could have existed but like moon knight you know like it's hard for these shows to exist without all this groundwork being done and so uh uh, looking at she hulk i was uh very excited coming into this because of the again just the things that i know about her was different than a lot of other the disney plus shows that we've talked about um again i did know a a decent amount about miss marvel but she hulk coming in here knowing how different she is i'm expecting comedy because that's again we 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 talked about how she was like the deadpool before deadpool was deadpool you know what i mean and so I i was expecting um um laughs out of this i was also expecting Really just badass moments, bro. She's a Hulk. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, and more than anything, we want to see Hulk smash. And and I love that about the Hulk, man. I want to I, I want to see some some a little bit of comedy and her whipping ass and, and knowing she's a lawyer and, and knowing that Charlie Cox was going to be in the, is, is going to be in the show. Uh, I, I don't know. I was just so interested to see the lawyer aspect, too. They really, you know, kind of hyped up. Um, um, multiple things, you know, saying Charlie Cox is going to be here. I was like, okay, so the lawyer's going to meet her. How does this work? You know what I mean? Like, how, how what's going on here? And so, um, I was, I'm, I'm excited for a, a lot of different things coming into the show. But for sure, uh, uh, one seeing a a titular ca- character, which is a woman, which we, man, how many of those do we have? <laughs> um, is is amazing here. Um, but again, also all those other aspects. It's a woman who's a Hulk, who's a lawyer, who's funny. Give it, you know what I mean? Give me all those aspects and, and, and I'm excited to watch it. So those are a, a lot of the things I was I was ready to watch heading into this. Yeah, it's just a different time, right? You know, in, in, in phases one through three of the MCU, the first 21 movies were led by white men. You know, we've always yep. had that that presence you know be a part of the mcu and i think you know it's fine it's okay you know a lot of those characters that that's that's their origin you know it's typically white men who play those roles um in the in the comic pages and then that translates to the big screen it's fine you know i didn't have a problem with it but at a certain point as an audience member you do crave well what does this look like on a different type of level you know what does it look like Mm -hmm. when we get black heroes in here women heroes people from other ethnic backgrounds and cultural identities and we, we we've now seen that the mcu is 
you know, really dove in deep to, to exploring more stories and, and, and being more diverse in that representation across the board, which, you know, I don't think is necessarily an agenda per se. I, th- I think it reflects just what we've seen in the comic book pages themselves over the years. Like that's mm-hmm. literally been their ilk for decades and decades now, you know, pat past even just most recently, like obviously recent comics have very much leaned heavily into exploring more diverse backgrounds but i really think all the way back in 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 the in the 60s of marvel comics they were kind of ahead of the curve and ahead of the times you know in in terms Mm -hmm. of introducing characters that typically wouldn't get the limelight at that particular time but you know stan lee steve Ditko, all these people at that at that particular moment in history just thought like well what 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 it would be like to to have a a woman she hulk right like and maybe at that time it was just you know out of a out of a need to create another hulk character because the incredible hulk was so popular so let's just right. do a woman version, you know, so it might not have been that deep of a thought, but just the mm-hmm. thought to even do so. And I think that that history is carried forth in a really positive way here. So I was just really excited to see like, oh, this is going to be different, right? We've gotten time to spend with Bruce Banner, although there hasn't been a solo movie. Let's see what this other this other interpretation of a Hulk and what it means to be a Hulk in this in this universe could possibly look like on top of all the stuff we've already talked about with just the comedy and the legal aspect to it and just the possible fun that can be had in this bigger universe, because this is a show that very much knows what it is and I think knows mm-hmm. what types types of you know things that it can do and also the type of universe that it exists in which is a very super heroic world where anything can happen you know so I, I certainly anticipate that anything may very well happen in this show but with that being said let's go ahead and just officially get into it and talk about this series as at length let's go ahead and dive into our official review of She-Hulk Attorney at Law Still in control, no overwhelming feelings of rage. No, a normal amount of rage. You do revert back to Gen 4 when you sleep. Was the air horn really necessary? For comedy, absolutely. This is a multi-year journey you're about to embark on. Yes. Ah. Yeah. Who's your best friend? Nikki. Spandex. Spandex is your best friend. Being a Hulk asks for balance. You have so much more to learn. Yes! So I'm clearly nailing it at all these things. If you want to go back to your life as a lawyer, I I respect that. He doesn't mean that. More and more eccentric superhumans are coming out of the woodwork. We are going to launch a division for them. And I want the She-Hulk to be the face of it. Jennifer Waters. Namaste. I have a serious conflict of interest. This man tried to kill my cousin, Bruce. Yeah, that's quite all right. Oh. People only care because I'm representing Emil Blonsky. I think they care because they're like, hey, that girl's green. Jen, do your thing. God, I really like this outfit. I'm not proud of this. Miss Walters, we answer to a higher power. Our universe is on the edge of a precipice. I am a lawyer. We do things by the book. The book of Ashanti. No, the book of American uh, laws. Whether you like it or not, you're now a superhero. Let's do this. You know that friend you had in high school? 
almost way cooler than you were attracted. Got all the attention from everyone. This is a multi-year journey you're about to embark on. Who's your best friend? Nikki. Spandex. Spandex is your best friend. Being a Hulk asks for balance. You have so much more to learn. Yes! So I'm clearly nailing it at all these things. If you want to go back to your life as a lawyer, I, I respect that. He doesn't mean that. More and more eccentric superhumans are coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> we are going to launch a division for them. And I want the She-Hulk to be the face of it. Jennifer Waters. Namaste. I have a serious conflict of interest. This man tried to kill my cousin, Bruce. Yeah, that's quite all right. Oh. People only care because I'm representing Emil Blonsky. I think they care because they're like, hey, that girl's green. Jen, do your thing. God, I really like this outfit. I'm not proud of this. Miss Walters, we answer to a higher power. Our universe is on the edge of a precipice. I am a lawyer. We do things by the book. The book of Ashanti. No, the book of American uh, laws. Whether you like it or not, you're now a superhero. Let's do this. You know that friend you had in high school? Who was way cooler than you were, attracted, got all the attention from everyone. I think I'm jealous. Is that what I'm feeling? So this series is created by Jessica Gao, and episode one is directed by Kat Koiro, and the series is starring Tatiana Maslany. Jamila Jamil, Ginger Gonzaga, Mark Ruffalo, Josh Shigara, John Bass, Renee Elise Goldsberry, Tim Roth, Benedict Wong, and Charlie Cox. Episode one is entitled A Normal Amount of Rage. And so before we do official spoilers and talk about all the details with this episode and provide a full recap of all the major events that went down, let's just start off with our quick non-spoiler thoughts, our general high-level thoughts about this series premiere. So I'll pass it over to you. What did you think about episode one of She-Hulk Attorney at Law? Episode one is it's fine, man. It's it's uh, it came in and I think it did what it needed to do. Um, they got straight to the point. They they there is uh, uh, it's an origin story, but very fast. And a lot of me actually likes that about it. This first episode, because there's so much room for so much more to happen in the rest of the episodes to come. Um there's there's I have a very small nitpick with the with the first episode and that being how of course you know we talked about how she how meta she hulk is but even more than that how we don't get a lot of female characters 
um, in 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 comic book content yet. You know, we do have a, a Miss Marvel movie. We are not Miss Marvel. We Captain Marvel movie. Miss Marvel came. You know what I mean? We have very few, and it feels like it's playing catch up sometimes with the jokes in regarding to men. That sometimes it's like, okay, I I understand what you're saying, and I get that, but. Yeah, it just feels like it's playing catch up um, at, at at different times to kind of explain. Yes, I'm a woman who does this thing, and who was oppressed in this way. Uh, so again, that's a it's a very small nitpick, but it's it, it was just it it kept happening um, as as I was watching the episode. Uh, but other than that, man, again, I I, I like the action pretty much um, of everything happening here. I like the I like the tone that was set too. I think they're doing a tremendous job with uh us getting us to understand what the show was going to be if it's nine episodes show us episode one what the show is going to be and i think they're giving us that here pretty early um i guess i do have one other small nitpick it's the difference of cgi between bruce's hulk and jennifer's hulk um they did fix a lot don't don't get me wrong jennifer looks way better (laughs) now than she than she did in those in those trailers that we were talking about way better but it's very clear that they've been working on Hulk for a very long time uh, uh, versus her Hulk. That is very new. It feels like, I mean, they, they got they got uh, Bruce Banner's Hulk together, I feel like, just a long time ago. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like it, it always looked good to me. It never was like, dang, that Hulk doesn't look good. It was like, no, they usually always kill his CGI. His CGI always looks good to me. And, her, and for her... It just, that's another thing. It feels like mm, they have to play a little bit of catch up. I don't know if this is just his first episode like this, but when they're on the screen at the same time, it's very clear they've been working on his longer <laughs> or they had layers from previous, you know what I mean? Layers from previous renders of his Hulk. And so I wish that wasn't so noticeable uh, because again, she does look way better. It's just like this guy over here looks amazing compared to the way you look. Um, and I, w- I wish that wasn't the case. Um, but other than that, man, I actually had a great time um with with this first episode it is i think um um again one of those more just establishing first episodes that i like like in in the the thought of it being a comedy or a sitcom again i love the way it was structured i love uh uh, the energy they're bringing us um and overall just hope they can keep a lot of the same energy while uh, uh i think advancing into more into more things to to hold on to because although this is great and I love this episode, or like this episode, don't get me wrong, I, I love it, and I like this episode, I'm I'm just hoping that they give us some 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 things to to again to latch on to. Because the way it ended, I don't get me wrong, I I like the way it ended. It's like okay, this is episode one, but now it's like it's start to give us some things to chew on. I think a little bit post uh, post episode. So yeah, man, that's that's kind of where I stand. Overall, I think that this was a solid start. I had I had mostly had some fun with it, and I I believe that just watching it and sort of allowing myself to to escape in what they were trying to do and what they were trying to tell, it did surprise me how quickly we got to the origin story. It surprised me how how fast we arrived there to that point, and they just got straight to it. And you know, it's really telling that it, you know some of the first words you hear from the character are indeed that like, hey. You won't really care about this lawyer show until we get this origin story out of the way. That's like one of the first (laughs) things we hear from our character. And Mm -hmm. we just get right to it. And I think the parts that I enjoyed the most were sort of exploring that relationship that we got with the character of Jennifer Walters and Bruce Banner. 
And for people who might not have seen this just quite yet, this isn't a spoiler, but I would just say that a lot of what the trailer has shown us is really in episode one. A lot mm -hmm. of the footage that, that comes in those initial marketing trailers does indeed happen here, which is probably a good thing, I think, maybe, because that would that would imply that there's probably a lot more to see. Time will tell on that. But that being said, I think that the journey of just exploring their relationship and the understanding of like where she is as a character and how things came to be with her transition to becoming a Hulk was really interesting to just see also Bruce Banner as a character talk about that in depth. Um, and overall, I liked most of the comedy. I, I didn't laugh per se, but there were things mm -hmm. that just kind of made me smile. It was like, I can see them getting the wheels turning. I didn't expect to like come into this laughing out loud off the top. I do want this to be really funny. And I do at a certain point want there to be some jokes that really land. But I, I could see the wheels turning. I can see them setting the foundation of like, oh, this can be really funny. Because there were some moments in here where I was like, oh, yeah, you, you guys are pushing the envelope. And I think we might be in store for a show that's going to do things differently than, than what, we, the, what we're typically used to, even from a comedic aspect. And, and probably get to a little bit more risky territory that we haven't really mm -hmm. explored with the MCU, maybe since the early days, you know, of those first couple of Iron Man movies. And I like that. You know, I like that, 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 that we're, we're sort of, you know, towing the line and playing with those different things. I think the performances from Tatiana Maslany as, as Jennifer Walters and, and She-Hulk, of course, she's a great casting. And, and that just continues this Agreed. almost near perfect tradition of casting choices from Marvel Studios. And Sarah Halle Finn, you know, sort of leading that team is damn near flawless with casting choices. And I think Tatiana Maslany coming into this role, she works perfectly in her relationship and her conversations with Mark Ruffalo, you know, sort of being the opposite co-star in this particular episode is all stuff I really enjoyed. And I also just like how much how much MCU history was embedded in this episode too? Some of the wider references, some of the things that mm -hmm. they that they mentioned and talked about that just connects those pieces to to things that we've previously seen. Really, really rewarding stuff. I think that you just don't necessarily expect out of these shows when you enter into them, but then when you get it, it's like a very pleasant surprise. But certainly not the best premiere episode. I think it, it's up there. You know, I, I do like a few other shows better that they've done like premiere episodes for thus far, but it's solid. You know, it definitely has my attention. It certainly is something that I, I want to continue to see, and I'm very excited to see how it unfolds. Um, I definitely have a few larger concerns that I can't talk about just quite yet. I want to wait mm -hmm. until we get into spoilers just with structure and how things have been reorganized and reoriented for this show in particular. Um, just things that I'm concerned about, but uh, mm -hmm. it's a little bit of projecting. I can't I can't predict it just at this point yet because we don't have everything. Um, and I do wish we got two episodes. I wish we could have just like started off with two and then mm -hmm. done a weekly rollout strategy. I just feel like two really gives you a sense of where you are and what this yeah. show is. And and one is good. Like that's how most TV has worked for for such a long time. Now we're kind of spoiled, but I do think that maybe having two to start off with could have just like set the tone and set us in this world a little bit better because the way that this ended is a little yeah. it's a little yeah. confounding like oh this mm -hmm. this is the place that we've ended after spending so much time in this other this other area uh, uh, of of the story and so mm -hmm. hopefully next week can really connect those pieces um in, in a very natural and organic way but we'll have to see but those are our non-spoiler thoughts so let's just go ahead and dive into official spoiler territory and talk about all the big things that happened in this episode so if you've not seen episode one of She-Hulk. This is your opportunity to duck out, go watch it, and then come back and listen to the remainder of our conversation. And so we should, of course, start off and talk about Tatiana Maslany as Jennifer Walters, aka She-Hulk, 
titular character of the show and just her performance and what we've thought and, and how she's been integrated into the story and her introduction into the MCU at large. And so we get a lot of table setting in the beginning of this episode where we see her practicing her closing arguments and we see her not talking directly to the audience just yet. This isn't really breaking the fourth wall. She's just practicing. Um, but it does come shortly after where she quickly breaks the fourth wall and talks to us as an audience. And she says, as I mentioned earlier, that, hey, you won't really care about this lawyer show until we get the origin out of the way. So let's just go ahead and take care of that now. Let's just go ahead and address that now and get that out of the way so that we can get back to whatever the rest of the story is going to be. And that dives us into where we are. We see that her and Hulk are on a road trip together, spending some quality time for each other. And then they're interrupted by a Sakaar courier ship in the middle of the road and they end up in a crash and we see how she gets her powers um and we're just kind of off to the races there again in a very quick manner in a quick fashion but what did you think overall about tatiana maslani and her performance here as jennifer walters and just you know sort of taking this character introducing her in this particular way and then also seeing how she interacted with bruce banner as being again like the main co-star throughout this entire episode yeah man again i think it's a very good uh, uh start you, you know, to, to her, us understanding what She-Hulk is. I think Tatiana Maslany is just, you've already kind of said it right. She Right now, she's the perfect casting. I don't see anything else changing that um, or, or that anything changing my mind on that right now. Like, she's, she's just the perfect casting. And so I think, I think that already, you know, kind of happening helps the beginning as well, too. When she does break the fourth wall, it's like, yep. I feel this. This is She-Hulk. Like this is this is I get this completely. Um and 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 it feels like there's just I love when people can establish foundations and for, for right now she has done that in her performance. It's like she I don't know. I feel like episode 1 people is like just know who she is, you know what I mean? Versus sometimes you're like, "Okay, but who is this character?" And and I feel like I already know so much about her even in those first opening moments that that feel um um so telling about you know uh, uh, her character even when her and Bruce are in the car having conversations it's like you can see very clear differences in, in their um, in, in, in their personalities and uh, uh, you know we're, we, we've come here to again a place where I feel like she can she can begin to I think take the reins of this story even though Mark Ruffalo like you said is the co-star of, of this it, it very feels you can tell her personality is just louder than his because that's her personality <laughs> you know what I mean like and so uh, uh again uh, initially at the beginning I was like yeah I like this because one I love how even she's like okay Y'all need to see this before anything else goes down she's like again like you said we don't care about this lawyer stuff until y'all see the origin we're like Okay, <laughs> I don't think nobody looked at the screen and was like, "Oh," <laughs> everybody was like, "Bet, take us there." And so I, I love that she's able to take the reins, man. She, it, it feels like she really is the driver of this story, and and and, I, and again, I love that she, she's established that foundation as such. I think what Tatiana Maslany is bringing here is just like a new level of confidence that we haven't seen in in, in, in a lot of characters in the MCU. Like even though she's thrust into this new reality for herself, this brand new lifestyle that she's going to have to operate and own as being a Hulk, which is just such a struggle and such a burden that anybody would have to deal with it. Obviously, nobody can relate to except Bruce up until this particular moment, but she still maintains a certain level of confidence, even though she's very 
against the idea of being a Hulk. She kind of resents wanting to be a superhero because she already helps people in her mind. She's already a mm -hmm. lawyer, and that's the way that she provides service to other folks. But with that said, at, at, at a certain point throughout this episode, we see her be warm up to the idea of becoming a Hulk because I think she starts to see the benefits of what it, what it, what it means for her. She becomes big and strong and powerful and fast and can jump really, really far. And as she also sees that her talents and her skills are developing at a very fast rate, faster than even Bruce's did when he first became mm -hmm. a Hulk, I think that that adds to the level of confidence and the thought that Oh, I can do both of these things. I don't need to just choose between one or the other like you had to do, Bruce. And we even see her circle back to the end of that. Um, excuse me, circle back to that that particular idea at the end of this episode where she say, yeah, you know, I was right and Bruce was wrong and I can do both. And I don't have to be the Hulk unless I choose to. And that might be a misguided idea at this particular moment. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's not that simple, but mm -hmm. I do like the fact that she just has so much confidence because she's already had to develop that as a, as a personality and as a skill as a lawyer, you know, in this mm -hmm. male dominated field traditionally. And she's had to probably prove herself in multiple instances. And she's probably out qualified everybody that she's come across. But even though she's done that and she has that confidence in that particular field to come into to something that is very foreign to, to most people on earth and still exude that same confidence was really cool. And then I just think on top of that, the chemistry that she has with Mark Ruffalo, Tatiana Maslany and Mark Ruffalo, it's it's amazing. They, they work yeah. so naturally together. You believe it. You believe that they're related. You believe that they're family. They fight and bicker and argue, but then they also make up and have fun and drink together. Like it's all of that stuff that you would just expect out of a very familial relationship. And I think the way mm -hmm. that they communicated that throughout this entire episode was beautifully done. And there's, you know, some some decently funny moments between the two. And they're also just extremely different, which you like. You know, he's this super genius. He's this intellect and he's a scientist and he can do all of these crazy things. And I think she's a little bit more practical and she's a lawyer. And so things are a little bit more um, a, a little bit more clear for her in terms of just like what her purpose is in life versus the work that Bruce has done as a superhero, which has taken a lot of sacrifices from his from his standpoint. Mm -hmm. I do want to circle back to the idea of doing the origin story so early in the series, because it actually turns out that this was not always the initial plan. Jessica Gao did an interview with Variety before the release of the show and talked explicitly about the fact that this episode was not episode one. This was, in fact, episode eight. So it was going oh to be God. the penultimate episode of the series. It was going to come nearly at the end. And so there were going to be many other things explored before we actually found out about the true origins of how She-Hulk came to be. That's not to say that we wouldn't have seen She-Hulk prior to episode eight. I don't mm -hmm. think that that's the case. I think we would have seen her, but I think it would have been a little bit more of a, hey, let's just introduce you to this character and then slowly but surely we're going to peel back the layers to show you how she became She-Hulk maybe later in the show. And on one end, introducing mm -hmm. it so quickly and putting it up front is, is something that I, that I can appreciate because I do think it's funny, you know, that she looks at the camera and says like, yo, we won't care about this until we get this out of the way. And I think that that's true, but I don't know if that's a great thing, you know, because mm -hmm. I, I just wonder if 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 it might have been more of a bold choice to roll with the more traditional lawyer show, the legal procedural that this is intended mm -hmm. to be from the top, as opposed to, I don't know if it's babysitting the audience, but putting mm -hmm. something up so so early to just say like, well, you know, we have to do this because we're afraid or fearful that people might not stick with the journey the entire mm -hmm. time. And 
I, I don't know how I feel about that quite yet. You know, I, I see the benefits of doing it so early, but I, I think it's going to take us seeing the rest of the show to really understand if it works or not. Right. Like we, we, we don't have the, the context of the remaining eight. So maybe it will turn out to be a genius decision. But it, it's one of those things that kind of gives me pause and makes me wonder, well, mm-hmm. maybe a more bold choice would have been appropriate here. Maybe if they just would have truly done something differently and step outside of the superheroics for a second. To just tell a story, and then we can eventually get there and still end up at the same at the same endpoint. Maybe that would have been the way to go. I don't know. Yeah, I think there were definitely, uh, uh, you know, I think they were afraid, you know, partially to do something like that because of the the way things are received, uh, honestly, by the audience. I think there's there's so much. I think they care about people's opinions so much now sometimes that they're afraid to step into that new territory quite often. You know what I mean? I think. Because I, I absolutely would have loved something like that. Who, a lot of a lot of people love lawyer shows, and I think, I think they were afraid people wouldn't see it as that. People would be like, "Well, but where's She Hulk?" You know what I mean? I think a lot of people just would have been on that wave, and they didn't feel like hearing that. I feel like, like you said, it does feel like babysitting, probably, where it's like, "Well, uh, I don't know about this thing, but we're going to do this thing." Um, that way, we don't have to hear anybody's mouths, and so. Yeah, man, that's 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 very interesting. Um, that that's the eighth episode, you know what I mean? Versus versus what we get here in the first. That's a lot of time in between. Um, to then go back and see <laughs> kind of you know how how the origin story works. And so, man, uh, I I would have loved to see it. Part of me is sad sometimes that we don't get to see things side by side. Like, oh, this is one version and this is the other version. Um, because that would take, of course, way too much work. You have to shoot everything <laughs> double. <laughs> the stories probably would be different. I don't know, but insane. It, it it would just be very interesting though to see what that would have looked like in the beginning by giving us again more of a of, of a lawyery show. Because man, uh, again, uh, we have to keep talking about Daredevil. One, he, we know he's going to be in the show, <laughs> and two, he's also a lawyer. But when you look at that show, you all you get a lot of lawyer stuff in the beginning, right? Like there is not. There's no Daredevil episode one <laughs> in Daredevil, and so it's 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 just very interesting to see the differences um, that that exist there in the way his origin went down versus us giving us or us seeing this origin in episode one of She Hulk. Yeah, it just it, it kind of bothers me that we have a studio, a, a studio that I love nonetheless. I love the MCU and what they've done for the most part, but we have like writers who, I guess, have decided that the patience of the audience probably isn't there to wait until an episode eight. Mm -hmm. And again, that just bothers me because I know I have the patience. I know I could sit there and watch it all day long. If it's good, it doesn't really matter to me, but I do find that a lot of other viewers of this type of stuff um, do become a little impatient and they will say Mm -hmm. like, Oh, well, we're episode three. We we still haven't learned out why she became she Hulk. I'm I'm out. I'm not going to keep watching this. And that that's just kind of, um, you know, it's, it's an interesting way to sort of operate because, even the MCU, just not even like two years ago with WandaVision, they committed to the patience and waiting, right? Like right, episode one of WandaVision was a 1950 sitcom and we had no answers. We were wondering and questioning <laughs> every single week, what the hell is going on here? And it wasn't until yeah. what, maybe seven or eight even where it's like, oh, now it all makes sense. It probably was episode eight where they went back in time and Agatha and, and Wanda explored her whole backstory and we we got the context of why the sitcom was you know sort of the focal point of the entire series and 
I felt like it was a tremendous payoff. Was the series perfect? No. Could we have gotten there a little bit quicker? Maybe so, but not episode two. It wouldn't have worked. Mm-hmm. You know, you had to go through that history to build that up. And I, I wonder if they looked at that as an example and said, mm, a lot of people didn't really prefer that way. A lot of people didn't really have the patience to wait all the way through till the near end of the series to, to just sit there and, and wonder what, what was, you know, going to ultimately be the fate of, of what that story was telling. And so, I don't know. Again, it just kind of depends on what the rest of the series will be as to whether or not it's a good thing, you know. But I do, I do, I do kind of question as to, as to the boldness of, like, just the idea of just sticking with the lawyer show and just riding it out and just ex- enjoying that. Because we would have gotten mm-hmm. She-Hulk. It's not like we would have been devoid of that character. And so I think you could still make both things work and still deliver deliver a satisfying experience. And also, additionally, to your point earlier about the CGI, if this episode was episode eight, it would have given him more time to work mm-hmm. on that CGI because I, I would imagine that this was probably the most CGI heavy episode of the series. I, sure. I can't really see. It has to be. Yeah. It has to be, right? Like mm-hmm. probably maybe the next episode, which Mark Ruffalo shows up. Like if we get Mark Ruffalo, Abomination and She-Hulk at the same time, okay, that's probably yeah. going to be up there as well. Mm-hmm. But that might be this. That might be the season finale. You know what I'm saying? But I, I would imagine that this is the most CGI heavy episode of the series. And so that probably would have given him more time to really flesh out the look of the character mm-hmm. because she does lack the depth of what we see with Bruce Banner. And I mean... That that model was designed for the big screen. The She-Hulk model was not. That also has to be exactly. taken into account. The, I think the time spent and just like what they've been able to do over over ten years has been able to be perfected. But also, they're designed for two different mediums. So she does like some of that that depth that we see in the mm-hmm. Bruce Banner character. So I don't know. A lot of thoughts flying in my head there. But it would have been interesting to see, like you say, maybe a side by side would would kind of you know dispel some of these myths. But that's not something we can really wish for, unfortunately. Um, but let's talk about Mark Ruffalo. In fact, again, because we do get to see a lot of him in this episode and we get to spend time with him and also jennifer and their relationship and get to sort of unpack what's been going on with bruce you know over the course of these past few years and we finally do get some confirmation that this show takes place after shang chi and the legend of the ten rings because a lot of people had questions about that when we see mm-hmm. bruce banner pop up in that post credit scene of shang chi and he still has the arm sling and then we get the trailer for She-Hulk, and he doesn't have the the arm sling. People were like, well, wait, how does that happen? And we quickly find out the answers to those questions. He's developed a device, one, to make him human again. We thought that him being smart Hulk was permanent, but he made a device that can suppress that gamma radiation DNA so he can become human if he wears this arm device. And I know that they pulled that from the comics. She-Hulk has done something similar to that in the comics, um, mm-hmm. but also... He was able to heal his arm because of the the blood transfusion sort of situation that they had going together when when his blood accidentally, you know, gets onto Jennifer and that 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 allows her to become a Hulk, you know, so that ultimately healed him. So we get a lot of answers to those questions. But beyond that, you know, more scientific stuff, more of those like hanging questions that we had about the character. I think we got I got a chance to really just explore Bruce and like what he's been going through mentally. And then just also like some of that trauma that he's experienced as Hulk and how he's had to deal with that and unpack it and live with it over these mm-hmm. past few years within within that character. So what did you think about Mark Ruffalo and his performance here and just like the things that we learned about Hulk in this in this particular instance? Yeah, man, he was he's really the tie to to um, to really all the Easter eggs kind of in this in this episode or in this show in terms of like he's, we know where he's been during the blip now. <laughs> uh, we know, you know, he gives us again that timeline that now after you do fix 
uh, uh, see that he fixes his arm. It's like, okay, this is very clearly after Shang-Chi. So, again, it gives us more of those timeline questions and answers. Although, I don't know, part of me is confused about the timeline. Still a little bit. I understand it's after Shang-Chi, but now they're saying this is also, like, after Miss Marvel. Although Miss Marvel, in some ways, there's hints at it that it's not even before No Way Home. Which they say all of this is after Multiverse Madness. It doesn't make some of this stuff doesn't make any sense, but it's okay. Um, I I think you know it's it's really cool to see him here, be, just because I I know this is Jennifer Walters' show, and I don't want him to hijack it, but it's always good seeing him because we never want him to to uh, or we never get to see him in his own show, man. We never get to see him have his moment uh, as the Hulk in a in a movie, and so seeing him here. We finally get a, a, a chance to spend some time with the Hulk because we don't. Again, we've never gotten that movie, so I just like being able to see him in ways that we didn't never seen him before. Every time we see the Hulk, it's in something else. Every time we because just because it's, it's how it works, and so you know we finally we get to see his lab that he's been in that Tony made for him. You know that we might not have got to see before. We get to see, I don't know, him a little more relaxed as they drink at the bar and a bar he made nonetheless you know what i mean we get to see him even do some uh some nerdy stuff here that we again just stuff we just don't get to see a lot out of his character we get to see in this episode and i really just enjoyed that um about it uh because we don't yeah we 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 we, we've been kind of starved of so much hulk that you know um you know a lot of people are speculating that a hulk movie could be coming up we've talked about it world war hulk something you know, some kind of anything with the Hulk uh, solo project, I th- we think, still needs to happen soon down the line. But again, it's, it's very nice uh, uh, to see him here. And I like how I like how different um, he is now, how much he's grown as a person. And even from even from Ragnarok, even from Endgame, even from, you know, all of these things, it's just interesting to see like he, the dude had a syllabus <laughs> of the journey that he's gone through as a Hulk um and so yeah man it's, it's just really cool to always see mark ruffalo um again i think his cgi will just always look good they got it <laughs> they understand the way he's supposed to look on screen now like you said it was made for the big screen so of course it's going to look good in a tv show now too even with a lower budgets and things like that it's like no but it's still going to look good um and so uh yeah man it's just always a treat to see him no matter uh, where we are in the MCU. It's like, yes, Hulk is here. That's what's going on. So I appreciate him being here. I know a lot of fans over the past few years, including myself occasionally, have been critical of what they've done with the Hulk in the MCU, um, this new smart Hulk era that we exist in, because we didn't get a ton of time with extremely angry, extremely hulked out Hulk. You know, I think the more traditional version of the character that many people love and enjoy and I think that we did get enough of it to begin with, but it's the fact that there has not been a solo movie, which compounds that, I think, Mm -hmm. mostly for people. I think if we got a movie where it was a true proper Hulk with Mark Ruffalo and and his interpretation of the character doing a more notable storyline, I feel like those criticisms wouldn't exist. But listen, folks, the fact is they just they really legally can't make it. You know, it's not it's not that they don't want to do this. We we would have been gotten a Hulk, a Hulk movie if they could, but they're not going to make a Hulk movie only for Universal to distribute it cuz financially it makes no <laughs> sense, right? So, right. why? Why would you do that when you can just have the character appear elsewhere? So, I get it just from a legal perspective, but 
the Smart Hulk transition, I think, has been shaky for a lot of people. For me, it's it's been it's been of a it's been a bit of a mixed bag. There's certain things that I like. Obviously, certain stuff that I want to see more. I want to see him whoop some ass more often. Yes, mm-hmm. but it's a different era for the character. But I do think that the Smart Hulk addition and what they've done with the with the character most notably where they started with an in game to where we are now. I think now we're seeing kind of the fruits of that labor because we get to experience Bruce Banner just unpacking the history of what it's done to him. You know, what that what that dynamic of having the other guy, as he always likes to say, exists with inside of him and how he was able to ultimately reach a place to integrate the two, the Bruce Banner and the Hulk and make them coexist at the same time and find mm-hmm. that balance. That's a really rewarding idea, I think. And I think that, you know, the conversations that he had with Jennifer in this episode really illustrate that, that he's grown and come such a long way from what he used to be. And we we know and can understand that history. We've lived with the character for such a long time now. We saw what happened in Avengers Age of Ultron when he was out of control and he was responsible for a lot of injury and probably even death with that whole big fight sequence against Tony Stark in Africa, right? And so we've mm-hmm. seen the repercussions of his actions and what that can mean ultimately for the fates of people and also just what it means to be a hero and what that looks like and to be viewed as a monster for so long and then to have to not only accept that but to find a way to to move past that and still save humanity and still be a hero is a really admirable thing and I think the way that Mark Ruffalo conveys that and just the way that he speaks to Jennifer, you know, you can you can tell that there's often like lightheartedness and he's trying to be helpful and he's trying to like look look after his cousin but you can sense like the heavy weight that he carries as a character mm-hmm. you can you can sense the burden right you know you, I, I think that all of that stuff i just really enjoyed that and i just didn't expect to get that out of the show um especially so early but i think that, right. that 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 that's added just so many different depths and nuances to, to who's who bruce banner is and probably my most favorite aspect of this opening episode is just the way that he fondly talks about Tony and and that relationship because mm-hmm. we know that the the death of Tony Stark in the MCU it looms large. I mean Tony and, and Cap in particular, both of them. I mean they've been pretty much referenced in everything in Phase Four up until this point because of their absence and even Natasha to a certain degree as well. But Tony and that relationship that he had with Bruce, you feel how close they were. You feel how how you know they were really best friends and they were the mm-hmm. science bros. You know, and I think. Uh, yep. Hearing those stories of how they would duck off and come to this private beach, you know, in that five year time span during the blip and Tony would ramble on about Captain America and just like their relationship and how it descended into almost nothing at that particular moment. Like that stuff that we don't have to see, but you can totally understand and feel it. You know, you can totally visualize these things because we did have so many opportunities to just like live with these characters. And it's just stuff like that I love. And it just reminds me like, damn, you know, Tony really is gone. Like that mm-hmm. character's like out of out of sight, out of mind now. You know, he has sacrificed himself. And so we, we we get to see the repercussions of that. We get to see all the characters sort of deal with that. And I think um it, it just adds a lot of depth and nuance to just like the overall story of the MCU as it progresses forward. Um a, a big centerpiece of this episode is is just the experience of like Jennifer and Bruce existing together and Bruce trying to teach her how to be a Hulk and and giving her tips and advice. And we do get like 
the classic training montage, although it's a little bit different than I think what we're used to seeing, because it's like it's a pairing of two super powered, <laughs> superhuman beings, yeah. you know, training each other. But she's reluctant to be trained. She's she's like, I got this. I know what I'm doing. Um, what did you think about just like the whole training montage that they had on the beach, you know, doing the whole rock throwing competition, doing yoga and all these different gymnastics and him even teaching her like this is what you should be wearing. You should definitely always have like some spandex ready, because when you explode and grow to become like a six foot seven hulk your clothes are ruined they're done for at that mm-hmm. moment what did you think about just that whole communication of of him teaching her how to be a hulk and how to live with this new this new lifestyle man it just it makes a ton of sense what's happening here man it, it, mark ruffalo is the big cousin and feels like the big cousin and then i was like well i've also been a hulk for you know x amount of years it's time to teach you how to be a hulk and i love that her learning curve is just so much smaller than his man he's I, I love how you know that moment where uh uh he forces her into being a hulk and he, he's like whoa, whoa whoa calm down calm down she's like what are you talking about i'm normal <laughs> like i can already talk <laughs> i can already talk normally in my hulk form he's like what the hell are you serious what is going on here um i just think that's so funny because she's skipping all of these steps that he had to go through he, she, you know she she has no alter ego and so i i i it's really probably my favorite part of the episode, just seeing how how different they are and how uh, uh, how quick of a learner she is, but also how her personality comes through. You know, she's so confident, and that's the lawyer in her. Though, if you're a successful lawyer, I, any successful lawyer in a show is going to be again just super overconfident in all the things that they do, and it's just transferred into her hulkness. You know what I mean? She's like, he's like, look. Uh, one of my also favorite parts of the episode that I, I did laugh at is when he throws the rock and he, he's like, do it like this. And then she throws the rock a little further and he gets like all upset that she threw it further <laughs> and he throws the rock into outer space for whatever. Literally reason. out of I, orbit. I, I, I was rolling because <laughs> you can tell he just I don't know. It's like you're still my little cousin. You can't pass me up, you know, kind of type no. thing. He, won't upstage like, me. You won't upstage me. Like he has to be. The original Hulk. As much as he loves Loki sharing this with somebody, he loves, I, and I think I love those subtleties in it too because he ne- they never say it out loud. You know what I mean? It's like he clearly loves that the fact that she, he gets to share this experience with his cousin, but also he's like, all right, don't get it twisted. I'm I'm still the original Hulk too, and so I I, I really love that um, about the training montage, man. But I was having a good time with it. Again, my only gripes is the the the, the small CGI stuff um, that I, I talked about in the beginning. But other than that, man, I also love how, man, they, they're really close to the brother and sister, any kind of cousin at all. Like the moment where he pushes her off the cliff, I was like, my goodness, that's how you feel. But he he knows her limits, though, because he's a Hulk. So I love that he knew that she was going to jump back up, you know, kind of type thing. And she like flips him off as <laughs> she's falling off the cliff. I, uh, I really love those small moments because it's things that only Hulks can do and i think that's also what i love about the training montage like you said it's a little different than something we've ever seen before um just because again the nature of their powers and the the things that they can do and so i just hope that we get to see um um some crazy hulk things down the line of course i want her solo story to happen but i hope like you said if there's a some small team up at the end of this where we see uh, uh, the Hulks kind of have to come together and fight together because we've ne- it's something we've never seen. And, and I think they can do some really cool stuff with, in terms of synergy on the battlefield of fighting that we've never seen before between the two. So, yeah, man, I, I enjoyed the training montage quite a bit. 
on top of the training stuff, which was incredibly fun, I agree, uh, we also get to see a brief fight between the two, which, you know, you have to have you have to have heroes fight each other in the MCU. That's kind of like standard now. You have to see like the heroes fight each other before they start to fight villains. And it was a pretty good fight, I would say. And it also seemed like at the moment that she got in the Jeep and she was about to drive away and he, you know, ended up crashing into those rocks. It seemed like there might have been a moment where he almost hulked out, like where he kind of almost went crazy, but he was mm-hmm. able to suppress it and hold it in. And I, I do feel like that that might be that might be a signal that, to your point, we probably will see a more traditional hulked out version, which is not something we've gotten in quite a while now in some mm-hmm. years. And I think that that might be coming in on the way because I was I was fearful that Hulk's character was was going to be tame in this show. And I don't get that sense from what what happened in this episode. I get the sense that this guy still has it in him to go crazy if he needs to and if he wants to. Like he exactly. he still has all of those capabilities. His arm is healed. You know, we don't have to really worry about that anymore. He obviously has you know retained his strength, and I think some of that anger can still exist. And 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 it might just take one wrong thing to happen to see that Ragnarok version pop out or that original Avengers version to pop out. And I think that that's probably inevitable at this point, which I would, I would thoroughly enjoy. Um, but her on the flip side of it, it, it is great to see her retain consciousness and, and to get the one up on Bruce so early in that respect. It is, it is cool to see her just like pick up on this stuff so quickly and be so cocky with it. You know, I, I love that about her that she can just say like, I got this, you know, I don't, I don't need to stay on this damn Island. Um, even though he got a drunk as shit, you know, he kind of tricked her saying like, yeah, you know, we can metabolize liquor much faster you know than anybody else and so we can drink and drink and drink and not get drunk and it's like yeah maybe but hangover is still a thing and so she woke up feeling it but all of that stuff was incredibly fun i think it it, it definitely added a lot of color to this episode that was uh that was that was useful to, to, to just introduce us to this world and and to build this relationship i don't know how much more we'll see of hulk in the remaining episodes he might not pop up maybe again until you know the the closing moments of this episode but what we got out of, out of him so far and just his interaction with jennifer was was really cool stuff um one of the quick thing i do want to just point out in addition to that is there was a a a, a, a moment and i think you might have alluded to it initially in your interview about some some of the catch-up that it seems like the show might be playing but there was a moment where you know he's trying to he's hulk explaining to her like this is how you have to do it and she's like I know how to control my emotions. I have to do this all the time. Like, this is not new to me. I yeah. literally, I'm in situations where I fear for my life. I get catcalled unnecessarily. We saw that happen in this episode. Um, this is, like, on one end, I, I really like that we have that that mm-hmm. conversation because that's many women's existence, that they have exactly. to quote-unquote control their emotions and they have Mm -hmm. to like suppress these different things and they have to just like learn how to live with the bullshit that they deal with on a daily basis that stuff is resonant and a lived experience for so many women you know and that's that's bogus you know that's bullshit but i also got the sense that this might have hit more and maybe hit different if it did indeed happen in episode eight because we only got one scene where we can kind of see her getting catcalled at Mm -hmm. we did get the Mm -hmm. opening moments where like the other lawyer it's kind of like telling her to say things differently and don't don't ask rhetorical questions. Like he's trying to explain to her the closing arguments where it's like, no, she got it. You know, you don't need to do that for mm-hmm. her. I, I just wonder if it would have hit different if we if we would have gotten more moments that are probably going to happen over the course of the series where we yeah. see like men being men and being, you know, kind of the the terrible 
beings that we can be occasionally, mm -hmm. um, probably more than occasionally, if we're being honest. But I think if uh, it, I just wonder if it would have hit different if that maybe would have came late later. Um, nonetheless, though, I do enjoy that they included that in there and just sort of like set the tone for what type of show that this is going to be, that it's going to have like commentary about that stuff. And it's even reflected in real life because this show is getting review bombed by misogynist men, you know, for, for whatever reason, because they think that there's an agenda from the MCU of when course. they... They, in fact, themselves have their own agenda. It's kind of, you know, hypocritical, but whatever. You know, I, I just, it's all interesting. Like, this show is already aware of these conversations, and it's already mm -hmm. talking about this stuff because it knows that the internet trolls are going to come out and have shit to say. Absolutely, man. I, I also love that moment, again, versus how I was talking about it at the beginning. Like, they, they were playing catch-up. This is one of the ones, those moments where I was like, no, but that's important. Like, you, that kind of needs to be said for all the 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 white cis men that are watching this TV show right now, who who are um so guilty of everything that she's talking about in that moment, man, where she's like, even men's behavior, you know, it, rejection can lead to me dying, even like murder, even. Yeah. I was like, yeah, no, that actually happens, and a lot of people don't even understand that, and, and, and to make. Uh, a woman, women uncomfortable in that way is just, you know, it's 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 ridiculous first and foremost. But I, I'm glad that they understand that and that she as a character is like, because Hulk, there's so much anger that we know is associated with the character. I love how they use that as a tool. That's like, no, I have to. I, if anything, I've been in charge of my emotions my entire life. Imagine if you had to do that, would you have gone through all these steps that you had to go through, Bruce? You know, kind of type thing in, in, in terms of suppression and being tuned with your emotions and things like that. So I love how there's such a, 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 a interest in them being able to, to use her experience as the reason in which she's a uh, this uh she can come to come to her hulkness faster i love that mm -hmm. that is like it's just a cool idea that in coming into this i didn't think about i wasn't even i had no idea you know that would they would talk about that but i was like damn no that makes a ton of sense and i'm glad that they addressed that yeah that was a really creative thing to do i think yeah it, it gives us the answer without giving us the answer um we should just talk quickly about the mid-credit scene um apparently i think these first four episodes might have a mid-credit scene based off of what early critic reviews are saying but we do get one here because there is a reoccurring gag throughout this episode and i hear perhaps throughout the entire series it's going to be coming back up again but we find out and we can finally put to rest all the rumors and all of the the controversy and all of the the conversation around this particular subject but uh we find out indeed captain america fucks and he has fucked <laughs> and he is not he's not a virgin uh you know we we had that moment earlier in the episode on the road trip where she's just like you know hey he was super busy he was dealing with all these world-threatening disasters did he really have time to like do this type of stuff and he was frozen in the ice for 70 years mm. obviously captain america's virginity has come up before uh it's mm -hmm. it's been it's been sort of an a, a obsessive thing i think for a lot of people up until this point but uh bruce lets it out of the bag he's like he's not a virgin he he met a girl 1943 on the usl tour and it went down you know it it, it went down and it's just so funny to me that that we we now have official canon clarity about that particular thing uh captain america fucking out here <laughs> it's also you know it's it's funny to think about in, in in hindsight too with the history of the mcu behind us like i never necessarily thought he was a virgin 
But I didn't think he was out here like going crazy like Tony Stark, right? Like Tony, <laughs> we know Tony was out here, out in these streets. Like Tony was oh, yeah. doing the shit. Very you know clearly. what I'm saying? But you know, I think I think Cap was a little bit more traditional. Like he probably did something, but he very much like wanted to to settle down, you know, and be with Peggy. And I, I imagine when he even when he even came back, you know, maybe he had some dates. Maybe him and Sharon did have a thing, even though that was kind of kind of inappropriate but they probably did a few things here and there um but ultimately he wasn't out here in the streets like that that often but um (laughs) yeah now we have we have official canon clarity about this whole thing what did you think (laughs) about this 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 reoccurring gag and also that mid-credit scene yeah this was my second big laugh of the episode one when hulk threw the fucking rock into space because he's childish (laughs) and then this uh the very end she's like captain america fuck uh i was just i just thought that was really funny um but it's it it's funny. I absolutely thought Captain America had been a virgin. One, there's no way little Steve was out here fucking. First and foremost, little Steve, <laughs> there's just no way. Like the dude, skinny Steve. the skinny <laughs> skinny Steve could barely. Yeah, nah. He could barely do any. He could barely walk up the steps, bro. Like he was really <laughs> deficient. Like there was he, he, he passed out in the opening moments. He passed he really out in the opening last at all, man. He he that boy. Man, he needed some food, <laughs> and so he needed a lot of things. Vitamins. <laughs> get him some. <laughs> get him some. Get him some maca root. I mean, he needed oh, it all. Oh my god. Because um, yeah, but when you're watching it though, it it I, I kind of agree with Jen that it it just it felt like he had no time to do any of that, man. And so it, even even you know uh, Bruce talking about this USO tour, it was like, is, is she the only other one? You know what I mean? Kind of type mm-hmm. thing. Like, mm-hmm. is it just her? In in then Peggy, because I don't know, it just like the the boy the man is busy on d- saving the world in 1943, gets trapped in the ice for 70 years, wakes up and the world is still on fire. So it's like, at what point <laughs> was he supposed to be able to do any of these things? That's why I, I'm like I'm with Jen. I'm like yeah, this is this makes a lot of sense. But I I love that that Hulk was close enough to him to know this though. Like I feel mm-hmm. like. I feel like she has the question her or she has the questions of anybody else in the world really that's like cuz again the world thinks even to this day that Captain America died in Endgame. They have right. no idea that he went back to 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 go be with with his boo, you know what I'm saying? And so it's 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 just so interesting that like uh uh Hulk being again as as close to Cap as he was and really that whole crew that he was close enough to know that information cuz how else would he know? Who told him that? Maybe Tony told him. But even then, it's like everybody has to be close in proximity somehow to know that information. They weren't there. <laughs> 19, like Steve probably was just like told somebody himself. It was like, no, nah, mm-hmm. this happened here at this point in time. Like, did they get capped drunk one night? Like, I don't know what happened. But like somebody somebody sp- spilled the beans and got it out of cap somehow. Um, and I think that's also, you know, super interesting stuff there. But yeah, man, I, I, I thought it was funny. It was, it was it was a nice touch, I think, to the tone of, of, of the show and also more mature than a lot of what we talk about in the MCU. I was like, excuse me. She almost she, she said <laughs> Captain America does what? And it's very clear, you know, what she says, you know, Captain America fucks. But it's like, yeah, it's just it's just so interesting to see how uh, uh yeah, how mature that was in that moment. I'm like, man, is the show going to give us more mature moments like that? Like, are they kind of, I don't know, ushering it with with the comedy? Are they are they upping the maturity of of the MCU a little bit too with that? So I think that's it was just super interesting stuff to see. 
I think so. I think they're going to be pushing the envelope with the show. They already have with this opening episode. Like the insinuation that she says Captain America fucks is it's kind of like wow that that's that's new territory. Mm-hmm. Um, she said shit quite a lot too. I mean, I you know shit is like yeah, you get a it's up there. It, it's yeah, we get a decent <laughs> amount of sh- like it's it's up there in terms of like profanity but it's not like the end all be all it's obviously not like fuck but uh you know she said that a lot i think they're going to be pushing the envelope just with the comedy the tone the mature things that they Mm -hmm. might explore with this show um we know that there's going to be like a huge element of like dating and there might be like innuendos and things that are you know thrown out there i'm I'm really (laughs) looking forward to that stuff because again like with comedy you can just do more i mean um i I know you watch fleabag and i think it might be it might not get to that level i've heard about Mm -hmm. fleabag but i think that they can maybe push the envelope and like deep you know sort of like teeter into some of those those areas i would give i would give an arm and a leg to watch a avengers like hangout show where we can see these moments like absolutely just these small moments they're not saving the world <laughs> they're just like getting to know each other because I, I wonder how he found out too like what if it was just in their group chat they just had a group chat and like they were talking about it and cap just like threw in the fucking like eggplant emoji like 1943 uso tour <laughs> like it could have just been something like that you know I, I just wonder what could that what could that have moment have been like and then everybody just comes back with like flame emojis in the group chat you know that's that's how i envision it but uh cap um, question i don't mark? know <laughs> that's how i would have responded really? cap? Yeah, yeah. fucking thor would throw in like a hammer emoji you know it could be really fun <laughs> stuff that they do there um or it could have been a drunken night you know it could have been the same night that they were trying to pick up mjolnir in oh, avengers man. age of ultron they were drinking <laughs> There was a lot that I'm sure we didn't see in that moment. We saw them mm-hmm. trying to pick up the hammer, but they were drinking. They could have just been yeah, having any type right. of conversation and going crazy. Um, I, I would love to just see stuff like that. But, you know, we probably won't. But to your point, I'd love that they can just, like, allude to those things, that they were so close, that this this group, this original six, mm-hmm. they were they were so they were so intertwined with their lives and their relationships. They, they really became family, you know. And I think yeah. we, we see that, you know, when, when people pass, like when Natasha passed, you can see how much that hurt the rest of them and Tony's death, like – it affects all of them and we've been dealing with those fallouts and repercussions since then hawkeye in particular there was a lot of that stuff but i think that this is another way to just like communicate like they had a lovable affectionate relationship with each other they, they could tell each other stuff like this they can they can open up and reveal these secrets and and be upset when they were disagreeing like even the small moment like bruce at the bar talking about tony you can see that they engraved in the wood of the bar like you saw bb and ts they engraved their initials because they had a moment there together that was probably really emotional for the both of them it was in the middle yeah. of the blip probably the darkest moment for them and they were just sitting there getting drunk you know and having a moment together it's just small stuff like that that this built-in 14-year history allows us to live in these moments but it's great stuff um as we wrap up here we still have eight more episodes there's a lot more to see we know tim roth as abomination is coming back we also saw at the end of this episode a supposed villain maybe in tatiana um who's going to be in the series she comes into the courtroom and she looks jacked up super powered maybe like some sort of metahuman i don't know she's going to be a big presence in this series daredevil of course charlie cox will be coming back as matt murdoch aka daredevil in the series so a lot to look forward to a lot left other cameos wong is going to be here and maybe even some surprises that we're not even aware of so eight long episodes in the coming weeks what do you hope to see out of the remainder of the series what are you most looking forward to as we continue on this journey with she hulk man honestly out of all the crazy stuff i know that can happen out of this i want to see some lawyer shit man I want to see her go in and do some some crazy cases that we've never seen, um, but I, I I love I just love knowing 
that she can do both. And 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 I think she she loves that too about it. You know, she talks about it um throughout the episode. And so I want to I want to see her again on her lawyer shit doing some some actually interesting cases that have to do with her but also attached to her hope her she hopeness. You know what I mean? Um other than that, I I would also love uh, uh some some connectedness between her being a lawyer eventually it might not have to be now but eventually uh uh intergalactic isn't the world isn't the word but i've talked about before her how she has to defend people against the tva so i would just love something like that a very small easter egg that says i have to go defend this person in a different dimension <laughs> you know kind of type thing and and i think that's why i want the lawyerness of it to come into play because she she really is a lawyer first and a hulk second and I hope they 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 continue down that path in this show. Um, again, of course, I, I do want to see all the the Tim Roths and Wong pop up and and, and Charlie Cox pop up. Um, but when Charlie Cox pops up, I I want the small banter between them. That's like blah 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 blah. Case lawyer this lawyer. You know what I mean? Like talk about some of that nerdy lawyer stuff. If they're both on screen and they're both lawyers, you know what I'm saying? Like uh uh like do they, when they meet each other. Do they even know that they're both lawyers? And how do they find out about that? You know, what I mean? like there's very small things, I think, that you can make these interactions really cool because she is so down to earth on one side and she also just became a Hulk on the other side. And so um, I'm, I'm, I'm very interested to see a lot of that stuff, man. But yeah, those are some of the things I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I think in addition to the pure comic book nature of what we're what we're probably going to see, you know, with the different characters, Wong, you know, this is definitely phase one of the mcu mm-hmm. yep. can't wait to see him again can't wait to see tim roth back as abomination i feel like that there's a trial in particular with that character that's going to be the focal point of the series and of course daredevil is is extremely exciting but what what excites me the most and this might be a false sense of hope i don't know we'll have to see um i'm, I'm most interested in the human aspect of this I, I think the mcu does human stories really really well that's why it is so su- successful because we can relate to these characters mm-hmm. more than we can to like a lot of other fictional characters and so i'm mostly interested in the human aspect of this like yeah. yes i want to see her as she hulk but i'm really i'm really curious to see the development of jennifer walters and to see a contemporary female experience and what it's like for her to deal with these things that she alluded to in this opening episode what it's like for her to navigate the workplace that she's in what it's like for her to to have to deal with probably incompetent men in her workplace and people who mansplain mansplain things to her or the dates that she goes on and some some of the out-of-pocket shit that she'll probably hear on these dates and you know dealing with all of that stuff to you know i think normal people deal with on a Mm day-to-day basis like i'm mostly interested in seeing how they how they deal with that and then you add on the fact that like yes she can turn into a six foot seven green monster and and what does that also add to the conversation because will men like be afraid of that or will they all of a sudden become like sexually attracted to that you know mm-hmm. i think men men make it be weird that way it's like oh wait wait a second like now you now you're you're you're, you're kind of talking my language <laughs> you know and so uh, yeah <laughs> it's like these weird <laughs> fetishes that might come out so i'm, I'm just kind of curious to see those quirks come out as well and and how the comedy can can really be used to elevate those different those different aspects of the series and so um you know the comedic humanistic lawyer aspects of it is kind of where i'm 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 here for it in terms of this series like the the superheroic stuff 
gonna be cool you know i'm sure it's gonna be like some some really impressive action sequences and some, and some fight things but i'm really just trying to enjoy like this low stakes comedy in the mcu because yeah. this is kind of the first time we're really getting this this traditional half hour comedy yeah. and and there's so many great ones out there there's so many ones that are effective that work so hopefully this can be something that's worthwhile and and worth our time over the coming weeks as we continue to watch She-Hulk Attorney at Law. But those are our thoughts on the opening series premiere episode of She-Hulk Attorney at Law. If you've seen the opening episode, definitely hit us up and let us know what you think. And with that said, ladies and gentlemen, that's all we got for this episode of Two Black Nerds. Thank you again for tuning in to another podcast. We will be back next week, of course, to talk about all the latest things that we've seen, including Dragon Ball Super Superhero, the brand new Dragon Ball Super movie that has debuted in theaters. We definitely got to talk about that, yes, as well sir. as House of the Dragon, which is going to be yes, debuting this weekend sir. on HBO. So we will, of course, be back this upcoming Tuesday to break down an episode and talk about everything that happens. And as usual, we'll be back next week, next Friday, to talk about She-Hulk Episode 2 as we continue to review this series in the coming weeks. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see y'all next time. Yes, yes, we are Audi 5000. Please check out our Nerds of Thunder collection at 2BlackNerds.com. This is the year of 2022 Black Nerds, and remember, always bet on black. Appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Thank you for listening to another episode of 2 Black Nerds, where we're too black, too nerdy, and we out, y'all. Peace.